not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny Welcome to The View from the Ninian, sponsored by Terrace Badger. Terrace Badger started in 2022, and they create great custom-designed t-shirts based on football clubs and songs sung on terraces. We're proud to partner with a locally-run business, and you can get 15% off at terracebadger.com with the code VFTN15. That's VFTN15. To a long-awaited edition of The View from the Ninian, where there are only two of us instead of the usual three of us. We're both called Ben. You could say it's the two from the ninny ben ben i can see you kind of already looking at me like i've gone mad yeah i'm regretting this decision already <laughs> yeah you've got an hour just with me like usually you have tom as a buffer but yeah, now you've tom got a full takes hour. The worst. yeah tom takes the worst of it he usually steps in you kind of just go along with it in the background but you've just got me to deal with today that's um, wonderful just... in that shirt i'm all for it because that is a lovely, that's right, that's right. lovely top so Ralph Lauren, uh, striped shirt for anyone who's wondering. Um, I've bought a lot of Ralph Lauren's recently. Um, there, there is a good reason why Tom's not here. Um, we won't explain it. We'll let him explain it when he's back. Um, um, but we're, we're just here because we know it's been a couple of weeks without an episode. Um, we left you just as we won a game against Bristol and we've returned just as we've lost the game against Preston. Ben, the natural order of things has resumed, hasn't it? Yeah, it wouldn't have felt right to do a positive pod, to be honest. Like the, the, we'd have been too happy. I think we saw what happened last time. We Got were excited, like, didn't we? Yeah, but I think you were flat out delirious, to be honest. <laughs> it's the way it went. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot that was the last one. So yeah, um, I think, I think uh, yeah. A derby win on top of that would have just, I think we'd have got cancelled to be honest. So it's probably for the best. I, yeah, I probably would have done something heinous on the podcast. <laughs> um, even though no one can see the video, it would still would have got out there somehow and would have been cancelled. In this era of cancel culture, as Gary Lineker has so been under the cosh with over the last week. But anyway, let's go back to it, Ben. Let's go back to Bristol City. Um, feels like a long time ago now, but it was only last weekend. Um, the seven side derby, the club went big on it. They put some nice graphics up on the Instagram, Ben, and we won a game. How nice is it to it win a derby? Bite, it didn't bite us on the it arse. It didn't bite us on the arse. Um, on like club graphics, as good as like it's nice to see the club have made a bit of an effort and done this. But if you're looking for a club that's trying too hard with this, have you seen Bristol's? Um, I don't try and pay much attention to them other than laughing at them when their kit supplier goes bust. Yeah, that was quite funny. But yeah, God, they so try hard with these graphics. It's so bad. They're almost as bad. It's weird. But yeah. So we win on that front as we well. We win the graphics and we win the football. Graphics and the football. Win-win. Lovely job. Um, let's, let's. I mean, it was a game that had a bit of everything in it, but let's talk about the very basics of the performance first, Ben. Um, for me, it just felt like a very competent performance. Um, it felt measured. It felt like we deserved the win. And it felt like exactly what we should be getting from Lamucci. Yeah, it felt comfortable, didn't it? It's the yeah. first time in a long time I felt comfortable. I thought, yeah, we... At- a lot of times I've walked from the last few years, I've walked away thinking, yeah, we got exactly what we deserved in that derby, but that's normally a hiding. Um, yeah. This is, we came away with that fully deserving the three points. If and might have deserved a couple more goals for where we played, to be honest, we were, yeah, we deserved that three points and more. It was a cracking result and really, really made it a great weekend. It did. It did indeed. Um, I think, you know, we saw we saw some big players stepping up to the plate. Obviously, Wintle got with the assist for one of the goals. I think defensively, we were very solid. Were there any other standout players for you, Ben, from that 90 minutes? I think Philogene was excellent again. Um, really settling into that right wing-back role and start, starting to... Because he didn't... He was starting to peak about Christmas time, wasn't he? And then had that hernia operation that's pulled him back yeah. a bit. But he's starting to get back to that player that we were seeing there. Really finding his feet, really understanding the position. Really good defensively, which is something I wasn't expecting from him. And brilliant going forward. Um, yeah, he's really impressing me at the moment. It's going to be, I'm starting to fall in love with the lone player again. And it's not one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's only a couple of months left of the season as well. So now's not the best time to fall in love with him. Um, I'm trying to find the question that was uh, on the Twitter that linked Ojo and Philogene. Um, I can't find it. But um, a few people pointed out that um, uh, Philogene and Ojo both had good performances. And I watched about the highlights just to remind myself today. And there was a, there were a couple of really nice moments from Ojo where he found those pockets of space either on the wing or through the centre that showed that 
maybe we shouldn't have written him off after all. Um, how how important is it now, Ben, going into these kind of last couple of games? We've got ten games left of the season. We'll talk about the state of play at the bottom in, in after we talk about Preston. But we've got some players who seem to be coming into some sort of form, whether that's just looking dangerous or, in Philogene's case, actually scoring goals. Yeah, I think that it's a few weeks on the training ground at Lamucci now. It's all sort of coming together quite nicely. There's a clear game plan, which I think we've lacked all season. Even though the Morrison, as good as some of the performances were at times, I think for a full 90, the game plan was never really there. Um, players know their roles. And yeah, it's. I think the only thing that's cost us, and we'll talk about it, I think, with Preston, is just the individual moments yeah. of lapse in concentration. If we can cut I mean, there's out, one to talk about in this game as well, which yeah, we'll get to at the end, but it didn't really um, matter by that point. Yeah, it's just, I think it's all sort of piecing together at the, I think, at the perfect time. Um, the clubs that we thought might have challenged, they seem to be in free fall. Um, EFL doing a great job dishing out points. Yeah, for the nice thing. one, lads. Cheers. Um, yeah, it's all, I remember. it's all rosy even after the Preston game. It's still not feeling too horrendous for me. Well, I'll try and bring you down once we get to that level. Um, I remember 2004-2005 season when we um, avoided relegation against Gillingham and um, we had a PFA loan to sign people like Neil Ardley and Michael Balding, if anyone remembers these players. And when we beat Drew with Gillingham away at Gillingham, I was in the Gillingham end for some reason. I, it's too long to explain. Um, and all I heard was one of their players go, only with the only with the PFA's loan. So it's quite nice, really, that other clubs are getting like the, the, the residual effects of that as well. Um, it was Sam Hill who, who highlighted that both them finished and Ojo are outstanding against Bristol. Um, Connor Griffiths on tweet on Twitter said, how nice is it to finally show up for a derby game, seeing Bristol get battered from the 70 minutes, seeing the Cardiff City social posting clips of nutbags, nutmegs. Same again on April the 1st, please drive, he says. And I think it's a fair point, isn't it, Ben? Because we, we always kind of brace ourselves for these derby games, whether it's Swansea, whether it's Bristol, because we haven't had that much success for them in recent years. You know, Swansea, I can't remember last time we beat them really going back probably to the Premier League season when we beat them 1-0. Um, Flint in, uh, yeah, in COVID. That one I try and forget because I was going through a mental breakdown during COVID. Um, so that kind of, I won 90 quid. I won 90 quid. What am I talking about? Um, but the, the Bristol games are kind of, they kind of teeter back and forth. But I, I do think when, when, when those wins do happen, the club should revel in it, shouldn't they? They should take the piss a little bit. Oh, absolutely. We, I think, think the club for years has downplayed both the derbies and it's really annoyed the fans. It goes back to Dave Jones, doesn't it? Yeah, it's and we really should enjoy it. Look, every, every other club enjoys their derby wins. I don't know why we think we're above this. Mm. I'm not. I want to absolutely rub everyone's face in it. I'm a I'm far below it, mate. I'm really below it. Yeah, I'm way down there with it. Happy. Yeah. Happy to go for it. Just, yeah, all for it. Not to the extent some clubs do, but no, nah, I'm... Awful, like the, the nutmegs clips, all of that. Really enjoy the win and sort of like we've not had a lot to sing and shout about the last few years. Let's really Especially enjoy this moment. It's been shit, it's it? been proper shit. Um, let's talk about the goals uh, before we move on to the comedy ending, shall we say? Um, first goal, uh, sorry, Kappa, um, no need to apologize. Um, but it was a lovely header, wasn't it? I think uh, the, the ball was worked back to Wintle, found himself a bit of space, put the cross in, and Kappa just got his massive head to it. Um, Great header, but more importantly, how nice is it just to have a big lad up top again? Yeah, um, great to see because he's had a few chances with his head that he's not put away. I think that's and a few bites. Yeah, disappointing the lack of those the last two weeks. To be honest, he's maybe he's had to cut out his game. Yeah, disappointing. You can't you can't contain the beast. But um, yeah, look, he's he's had a few of those. I think that's only our second header of the season as well, which is mental. That's mental. <laughs> Absolutely, that is mental. Is it what the year before we went to October without scoring with our feet to go from yeah, that? Yeah, I think it was twenty-one goals. goals, wasn't it, with heads? That to two goals with a header all seasons, wild. Um, yeah, he's another player I like seeing. He he seems to really enjoy football. Don't he? He's one of those players that can really bring a smile to fans' faces. Um, so yeah, him scoring like that and the classic big striker, all for it again. Would you like to see him stay next season? Obviously, getting ahead of ourselves somewhat. Yeah, I think so. Um, I think in the right system, he looks like he can really flourish. He also looks like he could massively frustrate as well. But I think that's the reason he's at this level and not really kicked on his career. But there's a massively talented player there, I think. And yeah. A good run of games and a couple of goals. I think he'll be sort of one of those players that sort of goes on a massive run, like as a whore-esque run, hopefully. Um, and then the Philogene goal, um, ball came to him on the edge of the box. He skipped between a couple of players and... 
I've gone back and forth on this one, Ben. Um, it's a good shot because it's kind of down low to not where the keeper's expecting it. You know, it's in, in to the bottom of his left when you think you'd go across him from that angle. But there isn't that much pace behind it. And I do wonder if the keeper could do better. I'm not trying to do a disservice to Philogene because I think it's a lovely goal, but it, it, it felt like the keeper was very slow to get down to it. I think it's horrendous goalkeeping. Absolutely. Okay. Horrendous I'm glad you're worse than me. It's just so like you can't be. It's it's treacled in at like the near post. It sh- he shouldn't be getting beat there. Uh, but it was a lovely goal by Philogene, wasn't it? I think it's I exactly what you'd expect from him. Yeah, exactly. I think didn't Lamucci call him Michael Jackson after the game? I think there's a clip yeah, on, on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, um, which I, 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 I'll take as a, a term of endearment, but um, maybe it's just a compliment to his da- dancing feet. I don't know. Um, but it was it was a lovely piece of work by Philogene. And I think that's exactly what we wanted to see more from him, wasn't it? Like that kind of... Um, Tricky, tricky, tricky skills in a in a kind of tight area, getting himself a bit of space, and then just coming off with a snapshot. Yeah, it was like he was glued. <laughs> excuse me, it was like he was glued to his feet. It's, yeah, it's, he's really he's a really talented player. I can see why Villa fans were quite excited about him. To be honest, now because he's really starting to, like I said before, starting to hit that form and really look quality. So yeah, it's a great. My, my big question about Philogene though is: ten games left of the season, are we going to see his knees again? I don't know. The weather's not looking great. I mean, it's been warmer in Cardiff today, but I think he's still, get... still going to wear his tights, isn't he? I think he's got to get to twenties before he gets his feet out, before he gets his knees out. Did he ever? And... Did he wear his knees early in the season against? Because he scored against Birmingham, didn't he? Was he knees out then? I don't think he was. I think he's always wore the uh, skins, isn't he? It's interesting. Oh, you never see his hands really either. No, you see his neck, neck and face. It's a weird. Yeah, I'm not. Whatever, whatever makes you comfortable, Jaden. I don't mind really. Um, I, I quite like it. All... Yeah, as long as there's no snood involved, all for it. Don't mind a snood either. Um, I won't wear one, but I don't mind a snood. Um, it wouldn't be a derby without the game ending in some kind of calamitous calamitous fashion. Uh, ben, um, I don't know really. I watched it back again today, um, reminding myself what happened. I'm still not quite sure what happens. Three players collide. Olsop ends up catching the ball about 10 yards outside his box. Um, it was what I would say an Olsop ricket, wasn't it, Ben? It was just a classic fuck-up. And it was sort of, it was the second it dawned on him, it was in his hands, he sort of threw it away that I really liked. Yeah. Like proper comical, of, oh shit, and hoping he'd get away with it somehow. Nah, yeah, it's a weird one, wasn't it? Properly just a proper lack of communication. No one talking and just mayhem. No, um, and and it ended up with the um, the always nice to see uh, centre half fullback going in goals. Uh, Perry NG, I think he said after the game, that's him having played in every position on the pitch now. Um, so in a season with Cardiff City, he's gone from playing right back to centre half to being the free kick maestro to now playing in goals, and he kept a clean sheet. Um, you know, I think we're going to be getting rid of Jack Alnwick. Um, he's not really proving his worth as we'll come to in the Preston game so do you think next season we could line up with Alsop, Luthra and your man NG as third third choice in goals? I don't think it's a bad idea that's what used to happen before when there was only one sub when it won the outfield play yeah Jaggy, well, Warnock used to train Jaggy Elka for Jaggy Elka yes yeah that's United. it I'm all for that like, more of that I think my favourite bit with it though was the fact that the referee I don't think he even had the red card out of his pocket and NG's taking the gloves off all sock going on. Yeah, NG's like, me, me, it's me, it's me, I'm doing <laughs> yeah. it, I'm going to course, I'm going to course. Couldn't um, wait to get it. The play, he saw his opportunity, like the free kick, saw his opportunity, took it and absolutely styled it out. But like, that's what you want for a player, isn't it? Like, it, I've been in situations before where it's someone, you know, you, you play in Sunday League and the goalkeeper goes off injured and it's like a fight for not to who goes in goals. Or you're tossing a coin to be the person who doesn't go in goals. NG's just straight in. He's like, he's obviously tried the gloves on. He's like, they fit me, I'll put them on, I'll carry on. It was lovely. I really enjoyed so it. So good. It was just it was so, so quick. Um, I guess the question is, um, for you, Ben, after what we saw at the weekend, was it a red card? Because was he denying a goal-scoring opportunity? Uh, also, no. Yeah. Or, yeah, yeah, it's a red card. You can't oh, handle the ball at the area like that, I think. If it had been the other way, we'd have been outraged if he hadn't been sent off, I think. It's not what I'm saying. I'm I'm a hypocrite. I'll hold my hands up to that. I'm just I can take a step back now. It's just because I saw obviously the Newport one at the weekend, right? The um there was the keeper at the Newport game who handled it about 10 yards outside his box because of the rugby markings. Um I think who's Newport playing who were they? Bradford. And uh, the Newport yeah. players were, were living and said they wanted it to be a red card, but it wasn't a uh, it wasn't dog's own denial of the goal scoring opportunity. 
I don't think it applies for it. I think outside the if you handle outside the area, it's a red deliberate handball no. outside the area. Is it not? It's not. It's only if it's denial of a goal. So I only found that out of the weekend as well. I'm teaching you a lesson here, Ben. Oh, so if I you if was... you if you go outside the box and like you could be, you know, miles outside and there's a defender behind you and you punch it, um, effectively you could get a yellow card. And obviously referee discretion, but it's if it's not denying of a goal scoring opportunity, it's not a red card officially. I, th- also, I think you could argue it is because he's last man, basically. Yeah, but I also think like if, if you're a goalkeeper and you handle outside your box, you'd be sent, sent off for being so bloody stupid. What if this got mo- like at Newport with the, the pitch markings that confused him? Yeah, again, that was that was a weird one, but it wasn't like it was solid lines that confused him. You saw that it wasn't it like the dash I, line. I, to- I haven't watched it completely. Um, I think he just looked over and saw a line and took his opportunity. <laughs> I'll give this a go. See what like like NG, but the other way around, really. Um, right, moving on to another game where we got another keeper sent off, and we had to bring on another keeper to make his debut. Uh, it's Preston away. Um, and I don't know about you, but I genuinely, apart from maybe that season when we had Bellamy in 2010, 2011, I just struggle to remember when we've beaten Preston away. We had a little decent run the last couple of years. It's given me a bit of false hope. Oh yeah, we did in um, COVID year, didn't we? We beat them like three one away from home. Um, Ojo scored that wicked goal. Yeah, that Kiefer Moore, I think, self was about to self destruct if Ojo didn't pass yeah. him. That really stands yeah. out to me. That um, Kiefer yeah. Moore ran into his path. Like, give me the ball, give me the ball, give me the Ojo ball, swatting it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's one of it's that ground. It's there in Peterborough, isn't it? The two grounds that yeah. we yeah. never do well in. But yeah, the COVID, and I think we won last year at there as well. It's sort of potentially. It I'm, com- I'm completely. I think it, we did, but I'm completely clouded by the fact that we had to, we went there in 2008, 2009, and we only had to lose five nil, and we'd get the playoffs, and we lost six nil, um, and that's like became like the curse of Preston and the curse of Deep Down. It's always kind of probably clouded over me, um, but I think you are right. I think the last couple of years we've actually done all right there, um, but not this year. Obviously, we lost two nil. Have you heard the story about that with John Parkin? Sort of part of the reason he started hating Jay Bothroyd. Uh, go on. He's there, so it was um, their sort of kickoff, just having that bit of chat. And he's like, "Parkin's like, you've got a chance going up this year." He goes, "Yeah, yeah, we'll beat you this week. We'll oh, yeah. so next week, so and so that week." And he's like, "You arrogant fucker!" And then just yeah, so that sort of wound them up. That was the halftime team talk done, and that's when they went and stuck a load on us. Yeah, and I mean, the thing is, you know, friend of the pod, Jay Bothroyd, because we've had him on previously, like. I'd want him to be arrogant going into that. I want him to have that utmost self-belief that we've got three games left for the season and we're going to go up. And yeah, it didn't work out, but... I just, I, I don't I, think... I, if, if only you just said, if we beat you. Yeah, if we beat you, we got if. a chance. Yeah, fair enough. But then they need to have that supreme confidence. They're professional yeah. athletes. They need to believe they're going to win every game. And like, who knew, who did, who thought we'd lose 6-0 to them? Like no, it was a complete no freak result. Um, and, and then even like, to miss out by a point, by a goal, yeah, even a point by, by a miss goal, out by a goal, and then you, you even go back a couple of weeks before, and you go, "Oh God, was it Eddie Johnson's own goal against? Um, I think it was Derby in the, Derby, in the yeah. you know beat him, and he scored an own goal inexplicably in like the 90th minute, and it was like, was that the goal that conceded? Was there was an own goal? I think in that Preston game that um, fucked us. Like, did we, did we have Constantopoulos that season? He dropped a goal in at one point. Like, he did, yeah. So like there's there were so many what ifs that you know I know we lost six nil and it was arrogance whatever but it, it we fucked that season like way before that um, <laughs> I don't want John Parker to take any credit for it if he unless he wants to come on a podcast and talk about it that's fine um, Ben I watched the highlights again um, after watching the game on Saturday it, as much as we lost two nil and I don't think we probably we probably weren't Preston weren't bad for the loss there there were, there were chances that we created wasn't there I think if you if you, if you go back and look over the game, there was a shot from a Tete that went right. NG had a free kick to Wayne Close. Woodman made that fantastic save, I think, from a cab of Ollie. Um, and I think Woodman even got fought my man of the match, which, you know, is um, a pretty, pretty prestigious award. Um, it, it could have been a different game, couldn't it? We could have come away from that with three points. Yeah, it's, it's a weird one. Like, all season we've sort of said, we played all right, but we didn't create enough chances. We created chances. I mean... Nine times out of ten, that Kaba shot goes in. And it's a great goal. Yeah. That's an unbelievable save. What he's done there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's 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 a difficult one to be too disheartened by. It's frustrating, um, and sort of with the, the way the results went, we had a real chance to pull away from the bottom bottom three. But 
like if if the worst does happen, that's not going to be the game that relegates us. We played well. I oh, know, of course, for, for most of the game. It's indiv- again individual errors cost us, and we were just unlucky. But we created chances. Um, yeah, I'm I'm not as gutted about this result as I have been to other losses, especially away from home. And our record, yeah. our record of Preston's always been crap. So, yeah, no, exactly. And I think they come into a bit of form. They're they're kind of knocking on the the outer door of the playoffs, shall we say, not quite into the porch just yet, but they're, they're working their way in. Um, we, we've always talked about Kipre. Um, he's got a mistake in him. Um, I think to the, I think the attacker did well to unsettle him for the goal, but for Kipre's size compared to the attacker, he has to do better there, doesn't he? Yeah. He's got to, he's got to read the ball better, hasn't he? Because I think what he's tried to do is he's mistimed to try to cut in front and just made a complete arse of it. Yeah. Um it's pretty basic. Like you'd be annoyed at that playing Sunday League, those sort of oh, things happening. Yeah. That's one of those. It's it's the thing that's gonna it's the thing that could mean he comes back next year, to be honest, because I don't think he's good enough to with these mistakes in him to go up to that next level that I think he wants to. Um I don't think he's a top he's not quite there at a top half championship side sort of pushing for promotion team. So we might stand a chance of getting him, which I'd be all for. But um but do you, yeah, th- he, do you think he's do you think he these mistakes don't happen if he's in a team that isn't on the back foot the whole time. I think there have been times this season when we've, you know, we've been pretty poor as a team and that means that the defence is under more pressure. And obviously he tries to concentrate for 90 minutes. You're going to lose concentration at some point. Do you think if he goes to a team that's playing on the front foot and they're playing more with the ball and less on, on the back foot, do you think Kipre does better in a team like that? Do you think there could be a team out there that takes a chance on him like that? Yeah, possibly. You, we sort of start the season what he's like when we're on the press and we're sort of the team uh, pushing Dominating forward more. He, he likes carrying the ball. He likes he likes he, he's a he's a good football playing centre half. So possibly, yeah, that's a fair point. But I still don't think any team's willing to take a gamble when those mistakes are in him. He's, he's, he's normally got one a game in he. He's one of those players that has one shocker a game in him, and I think he's been quite unlucky with how many you've got punished. But then again, yeah. I think how many penalties he could have given away that haven't got punished. So, <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm still amazed he got away with that Swansea one. Um, still, basically punched it out of the air. Um, yeah, it was. Um, and then talk about another person making a mistake. Um, what was Jack Almick doing? He just lost his head, didn't he? He played head loss. Um, Ng suicide pass oh yeah I, I i it wasn't it wasn't a great pass back to him i completely yeah, agree but with that i don't get why he's gone waist high with a karate kick yeah <laughs> um it, he saw what bakuna did against uh, bournemouth and thought i can do better than that uh, yeah i'll have a bit of that um yeah. it's quite it's quite interesting when you watch it back the way his leg swings back around like he went in with some force on the guy that looks caught like him proper. caught him around the hips that's gonna hurt that that's gonna yeah. really proper hurt um, I don't think it probably tickled Almwick that much either, to be honest, because they they proper connect with each other. Um, it's a rush of blood and just, yeah. It's not worked for him, is it, here? Um, I think the whole move has been a bit of a disaster. Um, I think he's, so. He's been poor when he's come in. His debut was the League Cup game, and that was bad. And it's not got much better since. Um, the small chances he's had, he's not really taken. Yeah, um, the only thing I'd say he's got in his positive column was that I think the Leeds home game, he wasn't he wasn't bad. He made a good penalty yeah. save. He was pretty competent for 90 minutes and then um, fell apart a little bit towards the end. But he saved that penalty and at that point, it looked like all the world we were going to win. And I think, to be honest, I think it wasn't just him that day. Like everyone was out on their feet by the end of it because we really went toe-to-toe with quite a good Leeds team. You know, as much as their managers changed and they're not the best Premier League team, they're physical and they're, they're fit and they ran for 90 minutes. Um, yeah. But apart from that, I agree. I don't think it's worked out. And I, I still wonder, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast before. Like, did he think he was coming in as number one and then the, the opportunity to sign Allsop came up and, and, and Almwick's had his nose put out of joint? Um, it feels like that to I, me. I, I just don't know what's happened because it, it, it did feel like he was our, our number one keeper when we signed him. Yeah, because there was the links to Allsop. They sort of went off. Derby said they weren't selling him. Yeah. Um, so we went to another option and it's... He's he played well every I think he played near every game for St. Mirren last year and was well thought of. They offered him a new deal 
He was linked with, he's linked with some other big clubs in the. I think he was linked with Rangers potentially as well. Yeah, I don't think he's he's the kind of bloke that wants to come in as a second choice, especially at his age. I think he's looking to be a first choice keeper and kick on again. And yeah, it's I'm amazed he didn't go in January to be honest. And I think the way Dylan Phillips sort of went out proved that it was a sort of rush, sort of just we need to get someone out and whoever goes goes. Um, yeah, well, I'm interested to see what happens now, right? Because you've got you've got Luthra, um who's knocking on the door young up and coming keeper six foot five big you've got Olsop who's clearly our number one so where does Almwick fit into that you know you either have to you either have to try and really cement your place and, and knock on the door for number one but it just if he's been doing it all season he's not got a look in even when Olsop's been making mistakes and been making fuck ups he's never going to play is he no um, I think and he's not going to be on small wage either he, he, I know the club's not signing players on big big money but for the amount of football he's playing, you're better off playing Luthra, who's probably on half of what Almwick's on a week. Yeah, um, yeah I think it's it's going to be one of those best in the summer he moves on. It's just... I, I was going to compare him to Lee Camp, but I think that's harsh. He's not that bad. But it's just that one of those players that's come to the club and it just hasn't worked out. Greg Cunningham sort of-esque thing of hasn't happened the way it probably should have for him. I thought when we signed Lee Camp, he was going to be our number one and Etheridge was going to be our number two. But obviously it didn't work out that way. did his knee, didn't he? And yeah, he did his knee and then couldn't get back in. Like I just, I just thought through all the world that Etheridge was going to be back up to him. But Etheridge was brilliant that season. Um, a, a, mess, a message, a, a note about Luthra. Um, he came off the bench to become the first goalkeeper to come out of Britain's South Asian community to ever play in the Skybet Championship. Um, so I think he's only 20, 21. Um, very young. Six foot five. You know, he... Came on, he made the save from the free kick and there wasn't much else he could do about the follow-up. Um, he had to get something on it. It was He was on the pitch for three minutes. But how nice is it? You know, we've, we've had this kind of history with with, with Michael Chopper previously and um, obviously come out of the South Asian community. We've got Cardiff is a, a city that's very multicultural, very diverse. It's, it's nice that we're able to represent that, isn't it? Yeah, mass- it's, I think it's massively important as well. There's a huge sort of uh, South Asian community, South Asian population um, it's amazing that it's taken this yeah, long yeah. for someone to represent them. Um, I, I was watching HITC Sevens a while back, and he does wicked videos on sort of players that are eligible to play for India and why they'd like they could have had some squad, man. Some of the yeah. players they could have had that sort of uh, with Indian heritage. So sort of all the South Asian things like that. It's it's great to see, and yeah, I I think he looks good. He looks a real talented player. Palace were desperate to keep hold of him when he came to us. Yeah. And he's looked good in the under twenty under twenty ones when he's played. Um, it's there's a reason we didn't renew George Ratcliffe's contract, and he went upon uh, he's gone to Pontypridd, doesn't he? Um, yeah, he's at Pontypridd Town. Yeah, yeah. So um, and yeah, he's 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 twenty twenty one. He's twenty one in in May. Um, that you know, goalkeepers they're not they're not they're not of age until they're like twenty five, twenty six, are they? And he, you know, it's very rare that you have a goalkeeper coming in at eighteen, nineteen and making an impact. So I think if we if we if we build Luther in the right way. You know, Alsop and Almwick are in front of him. If Almwick goes in, he's got Alsop in front of him. You, 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 you bring Luther through in the right way. He becomes our number one in a few years' time, doesn't he? Yeah, it's natural progression, and it's not costing us anything. It's smart. It's smart business. I think it's a really good move from the club. And so, oh, gives... stop praising the bloody club, Ben. Tom's not here. You're having a big praise of the club. I'm, I'm praising the development the, of the youth team again. It's sort of we need them to start doing this. This needs to happen for the future of the club because. That we've seen what happens if we if we don't have people coming through. So yeah, look, more players like that and more they don't have to be born and bred in Cardiff. As long as they come from the academy, we're picking up on small fees. Other teams are picking them off from us. So yeah. We need- yeah. I'll I'll come back to talking about some of these players because um, one of the questions relates to who we play in defence now that Keeper is not able to play it on Wednesday. Um because a few of these players seem to disappear from the first team talk. But first we have to reflect on the state of the play. And Ben, you've touched upon it a few times already. Obviously, the the bottom of the table has kind of stayed static over the weekend, but all of a sudden you've got the bottom three teams, Blackpool, Huddersfield and Wigan, all of them on 32 points. We're in the, the fourth. We're, we're one place above them in that 21st spot on 38 points. So there's a six-point gap in there. Um, ben, for against after Bristol, it felt like we would just go back to start pulling away. Obviously, we lost uh, at the weekend. Other results were mixed, um, not the best, not the worst, but it does feel like we just can't quite pull clear away from them just yet. Um, six points difference. We've got 10 games left now, 30 points on the table. Lamucci thinks we need to win four more 
um to 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 stay up um i have no idea on the maths on that like i, I think someone did a little look into wh- what who's gone down on what point it's an absolutely wild range of points how confident are you that from now we maintain that difference that we're the team who just keeps an arm's length over the bottom three i think the one thing that's really reassuring for me is every other club that's sort of in this relegation battle is the shit they're not just shit but they're also off the f- field in like a really bad state. Huddersfield just been placed in a transfer embargo. Wigan looked like they could be going into administration again. Yeah. Um, Blackpool haven't been paid. The players haven't paid at the weekend. Yeah. Blackpool have got Mick McCarthy and that's a massive handicap at any time. Well, exactly. Um, yeah. Fucking hell. QPR sort of one win in 20, I think it is. Something wild like that. Um, yeah, Reading yeah. about to get a six point deduction that will pull them below us. And um, suddenly like, I'm all for staying up on a technicality. If that's what it comes down to when we st- we stay up because of a point deduction, is what it is. I'll take it. Um, Did Reading go below us if they get their points deducted? When yeah, I look, when I look, they they aren't goal difference now, right? Because when I look, they basically we stayed one point clear of us. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, as poor as we have been throughout the season, we still seem to be on the right trajectory as well. I still feel like things are moving in the right direction, which is a huge thing because I don't think they are with the other clubs, and I think that's no. what will pull us through. I mean, I was I was watching the football league highlights at the weekend, and Huddersfield are in absolute. You know, I I did still have some belief that Warnock would go in and just get them firing a little bit. You know, we talked about I think on the pod. It was like out of what there was fifteen games left. I think when he went in, he only needs to get them going for sort of four or five games to get a win and all that kind of stuff. Doesn't even look like he can do that. I don't know if that's the club's in such a bad state. You talk about the transfer embargo where the Warnock's powers are slowly waning. Um, I don't know really, and I think. It just it just feels like that we've picked up a couple of wins where other teams haven't. Um, I don't know Huddersfield's form, but I think they might have only won one of the last couple of games or whatever. Got spanked again at the weekend, and all of a sudden it does just feel like we're we're going to be the best of the worst, doesn't it? Yeah, I think that's that's the perfect way to sum it up: is best of the worst. Um, like Warnock, Warnock Huddersfield, it feels he feels like a doddery old man. He doesn't feel like it, it's because the, the fire's gone, doesn't it? Yeah, he feels like he's just happy to be there and earning a wage. It doesn't have, he's not got that. I think the TV shows, the social media, all of that has taken away the awe and the specialness about him. And you just realize it's just a bit of a mad bloke. Um, Yeah. And he's a lovely bloke. Like, don't get me wrong, met him, interviewed him, lovely bloke. But yeah, that sort of, I think. That spark has gone, hasn't it? Yeah. Like what, what was the score on the he got they, they, lost, they lost they lost the second game. Well, they lost um one so where are we? They lost one nil on Saturday to to uh, West Brom. Before that they'd drawn with Bristol nil nil, but then before that they lost to Burnley and Coventry back to back four nil. Yeah, that um, was it. I they had beaten like, Birmingham the game before, but they lost two games in a row, four 0 It was the it was the Burnley game I was watching. And he, I, like Burnley are a fantastic side, possibly one of the best sides the championships had. Oh, ridiculous. Um, unbelievable the work that sort of company's done there. And like Burnley as a whole, like you think of the change in one season from them to Daesh, it's they've done yeah. a brilliant job. Like that's that's what Cardiff could have achieved if they had a proper plan. Um it's but, quite mental when you look when you look back to the start of the season. I think they uh, some of Burnley's first games were they were incredible. They played incredible football, but they ended up drawing nil-nil or drawing one all. And everyone's like, Oh, is this gonna work? And it's like you look at it now and you go, of course it was going to fucking work because they're the best team this league has seen since, God, probably like, I don't know. Reading? One of the Reading teams, yeah, when they got like 100 odd points. But like it's not going to be, they're going to be the benchmark for every team going forward now about what you can do at this level with the players you can get at this level. Yeah, they've been fantastic. And like, they knock the ball about so well. But even in those games, like when Warnock was with us and you could tell we'd be an out, Man City, for example, were getting outplayed. One was still on the sidelines, sort of barking yeah. the orders and had that fire in him. And there was none of that there with him. And that's the players are going to see that. That's going to reflect back on the players. It feels, it feels like see. they've given up a little bit, right? Yeah. And I'm great. Another great job by Warnock keeping Cardiff up. <laughs> Top bloke. Um, and of course, Mick McCarthy might keep us up as well because um, he's not really lost his spark. He's just a fucking dinosaur. Um, and he's a cock. Um, so how happy are you that he's not really succeed? Oh, God, this is famous last words, but. Um, it doesn't look like they're going to yeah um, uh, they might stay up Ben Blackpool they might stay up because I've got to say that now haven't I otherwise I've tempted fate I don't see it 
like when 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 it's coming, so you've lost twelve games on the bounce. You can't go, it can't carry on, can it? And you manage to go, <laughs> it can. It can. <laughs> yeah, it can. Great response, like for, for social media clip, amazing for fans and players. Christ, it's I'm not to look at their most recent results. So they beat Stoke back on the eighteenth of February, and they drew a Burnley recently, and that's as good as it's got in the last few months. Um, I like the Burnley's quite like drawing with Burnley's a good result. That's the bit that I mean a bit worried. And then they went straight back on form with uh, they played Bristol didn't they on the weekend. They did, yeah, lost 2-0. Yeah, it's those sort of results are what's going to do us a favour because, yeah, they've not got a massively difficult run in, but I don't see any of those teams going on a big enough run to stay up. I think we're going to go on, and like the point deduction might not even come in this season, it might come in next year, for the sounds of things. But even then, knowing that's coming, you're not, get, you're not getting the team spirit together to yeah. survive that. Huddersfield seemed dead and buried, and then it's Blackpool and Mick McCarthy there. I don't think he's a good enough manager anymore to keep him up. No, I don't think he is either. Um, in terms of our running, Ben, obviously we've got 10 games left. Um, includes team, we include some of the teams we've mentioned. We've got to play Rotherham, Huddersfield and Blackpool. Um, Blackpool, I think, is away. Huddersfield, I'm fairly certain, is home. Rotherham is away. Um, but in within that mix as well, we've also got to play West Brom, Swansea, Sunderland, Sheffield United, Watford, Stoke. It's probably a team I've missed there. Um Lamucci says four wins. Do you see us getting the four wins that he wants from that? I, you know, I can potentially see us getting a result against Swansea because they seem in dire straits. Stoke, you never know who's going to turn up. Watford, you never know who's going to turn up. We should get a win against Huddersfield and Blackpool. There is the potential for four points, but do you see us getting those four wins? Four wins, right, four points. Yeah, I think we've got more than a good enough chance there. Um, I think when it comes to when we're playing Watford, I don't think they're going to have anything to play for. I think they're sort of mid-table mediocrity now, even with Wilder. Um, Sunderland at home, you never know with them. They're sort of up and down. Like They were great against Norwich on the weekend, but they can also be very inconsistent. And the teams around around us, I think if you pick up a win win away at Rotherham and a win win away at Blackpool, I think that might, I dare say that might be enough sort of like take take the pressure off and really help us go on a run. Because... See, what you're saying is that we could we could get playoffs. Yeah, I, th- I think, yeah. I, basically, what I'm saying is book the bus parade now. We're going up. So we're 17 points. No, sorry. That's a lie. We're 19 points off the playoffs with 30 points to play for. So there is a chance. There's a chance, yeah. We're not out of it yet. So who knows? Stranger things have happened. I don't think they have. Yeah, like uh, McCarthy keeping a team up. Uh, right, moving on to the Twitter questions before we bring out the Wikipedia nugget and then talk about West Brom. Uh, ben, this one's for you. Nigel Harris, Nigel Blues asks, how are you going to line up against West Brom with no key prey? Well, I think Alsop's back. Hey. Um, NG back at centre-back. Gamble with Simpson. I'd worry if we did this, he doesn't look up to it or try something else. Simpson hasn't been in the squad since Norwich. Um, if we're going to play five at the back or we're going to play a three, sorry, with two wing-backs... I think Simpson's okay in a three because you cover for his deficiencies. I'm not saying he's perfect, even though I did buy his match one shirt. Um, I yeah, think you he mad was... bastard. It was, That's it not was even cheap. come up here. <laughs> no, I, know, so I had to drop it's it t- in. T- to t- try t- tell them what you did. Tell the lovely, <laughs> lovely people what you did. I bought Jack Simpson's match one shirt after the Leeds game in the FA Cup. I, I was I'm collecting shirts. It wasn't that expensive compared I to. Know. Compared to match war shirts in previous years. Gavin White's was the second cheapest. That was only a pound more than mine. What was that five quid, was it? No, I'm not telling you the price. <laughs> um, I know what you spend with it. <laughs> I know you do. Don't I would 80 for you to tell people. Um kind of, yeah. Um anyway, back to the serious question, Ben. Would you play Sam Simpson in a three? Would you put Romeo at centre half and keep Pelagina and O'Dowder? Yeah, I, I don't know if Romeo's played centre half. I did try to Google it before we came on, but I couldn't find it. Um would you and, and this is where I say only about players who I've forgotten about. Whatever happened to Ollie Denham? Signed a new contract last year, been nowhere near the squad. Would you bring him in? I don't think that's the right game to bring him in for his is it his first appearance of the season. Um, no, it's not it's not I'm just it, it like people ask for it, but I think you've got it's it's the sensible Made thing. Made his debut against Liverpool though, didn't he? He did actually, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fuck it, make it make him captain, bring him in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, I think you've got to bring Simpson in every He's not my favourite. If you're player. gonna if you if you if if you if you're missing one of the three in the centre back, you're gonna have to play a centre back there, aren't you? And Simpson is our only Centre back who's played any other games this season? Yeah, so he's got to come in. Um, 
it's yeah again it shows the short-sightedness of letting morrison go doesn't it um although yeah. he did get injured, he got injured though didn't he they get injured, hasn't play. been on holidays had a lovely time in bahamas by the looks of things oh do you see the pigs yeah <laughs> yeah i saw the pigs um I just trying to make a joke there, but it wasn't. I don't know. If, I don't know where I was going to go with the joke because it, it was there was no cause for it at all. Um, so I stopped myself. Um, well done, personal growth. But it did. It looked like a lovely holiday. Fair play to him. Um, would you sign him back at the end of the year? I'd love him back. I genuinely would. I think he was class for. Like I know he got injured and sort of his season's over, but if you can get him fit and firing, he was unbelievable. The couple of games he played for Rotherham. Yeah, I've had conversations with this with Aaron Hawking, Plymouth fan, um, and I was at the um, I was from Wrexham play last week, and we were talking about like, so Plymouth. I think he's from Plymouth; that's his home. Um, and there was talk when he left us that Plymouth were in the market for him to kind of take him up to the end of the season. I think that makes perfect sense. It's where they're from. Um, he could, you know, probably not travel from Cardiff down there, but if they still base themselves in Cardiff, he could go down for the week and then go back at the weekends, that kind of thing. I also wondered if someone like. If he got fit for the summer, would if you're someone like Wrexham and you want some proper experience going into the football league, is someone like Morrison someone you look at? Um, you can afford the wages because obviously he's going to be on a reduced wage from what he was on with us. He's without a club, going at, uh, with 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 a kind of experienced head going into League Two. Um, you know, for an assault on League One, if you're Wrexham, it's they've they've attracted people like Mullen. Why wouldn't they attract someone like him to Wrexham? That's a really good point, actually. Yeah, um, leadership as well, something I yeah. think. From seeing seeing Rex, the one thing I think that Rex must have had slacks is leadership. Like they've got good players, like good ball playing players, but yeah, they're lacking that sort of big leader there. So yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. It was complete it's, just like idle talk, but it's like a, a club who could afford him. Yeah, but it's mental that he. It's weird, isn't it? His career sort of at that stage. You could see him doing that, or you could see him going back into the championship again. Yeah, exactly. Um, because he's a quite like you forget how good of a player he is and how big of a player he's been for us over the last what, the eight years he was with us. Yeah, um, I still, I still, I, st- I still would love him. Like in the summer, if if you're someone like um, if you're Bamba and you're still at the club in the summer, you know after what happens, give him a cause. Just come back in for training. Let's see what happens. Because like, yeah. if he still lives in the area, he still loves the club. He still loves the area. Why not just try and get him in? Even if it's someone who only plays. 15, 20 games a season or someone who's, you know, we ship out someone like Simpson and we bring him in. Like, why not? Well, we're going to lose Kipper in the summer anyway. I, I don't oh, think no. we'll bring him back. I'm going to keep him. I'd love to, but I don't think we'll go into, we can't afford it. We can't pay, for, well, it stands we can't sign him, can we? No. So we're no. still into that embargo. So let's, players like that might not be a bad option. And like we said, we've missed leaders so much in this squad. Um, Yeah, he's one I definitely bring in. But he can't play against West Brom. No, he can't. That's the, and that's the question. That comes back to that central question, which means Jack Simpson has to play. We've done it. We've dealt with it. It's fine. Um, Gareth Dunning, only one game and granted not played a while, but his Almix performance answer why also has continued as number one. Puts that one to bed, but at the same time, highlights maybe the area that needs strengthening come the summer. Ben Williams says, don't know off the top of my head, but how many goals is he actually culpable for? But 11 conceded in four appearances, plus a red card is tough going. Um, Glenn with the stats, Gareth with the, the feeling about it. I, I think we've talked about this. I think Almix going to... You know, if you're someone like Almond, you came in in the summer, potentially, you know, going from number one at St Mirren to potentially being number one at Cardiff, all of a sudden you sat on a bench and feeding off scraps. It can't be fun, especially when you're a keeper at um, his sort of age. I think he's in his late 20s, because um, obviously he was right on the cusp of um, the, the upper age of our kind of um, demographic, which is 28, 29. So, um, yeah, I can see him going in the summer. Um, and in terms of strengthening, I'd probably try and keep Luther and just try and blood him in. Um, get him some more game time in the cups, all that kind of stuff, and 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 proceed with Allsop as number one and, and him as backup. Would you keep um, Allsop as number one? I, I was going to say this for when Tom's back, but I think we need a new number one. I think Allsop was brought in for one thing, and that was his distribution short when we're playing that way. And that's gone. I don't think that's coming back. It's not going to, it's just not happening for us. Um, I don't think Allsop's a good enough shot stopper. I don't think I he don't, is either. And I think his long ball distribution is quite poor as well. So for me, and he's I'd, prone to errors. I'd get rid of them both. I genuinely would. Um, Who'd you bring in? We wouldn't need to bring Neil Etheridge back. He's not playing for for Birmingham and no, kicking bad, right? something like that wouldn't be a bad move at all. He's cheap. Simon Moore 
isn't really getting a look in at uh, Coventry. Basically, I'm bringing back any old Cardiff goalkeeper <laughs> I can think of. Neil Alexander, Elliot, Tony Warner, Elliot, Elliot Parrish. Parrish doing? Irwin Sack. Um, I, I can't think of any others. Um, that's an interesting point. I I don't. I still think there's something in Olsa. Um, and I, I just, I think if we, I wouldn't throw the baby out with the bathwater just yet. Is long and short of it. And I think if you're if you're going to get rid of one of them, get rid of Armwick, promote yeah. Luthera, and then just see what happens. Um, because it could be Luthera in a year's time. You know, next season again, if Lamucci stays, who knows what happens next season? It could be another transition year. Then all of a sudden, you need at least some steadying of the ship rather than just kind of changing everything. Uh, Stephen Will, given the duality of Cardiff City, where do you think we will end up? Are we capable of pulling away from the drop zone? I think the next few games will set the tone. Ben, where, what's the highest position you see us reaching in the league? Where are we now? We're 20... You know, Reading, Reading lose six points. We're 21st at the moment. If Reading lose six points, we go up to 20th, win a couple of games. We could end up at the heady heights of 16th. I, I think we'll finish 20th or 19th. I think... Yeah, 19th will be about as good as it gets, sadly. Is that, that'll be like the lowest since probably when we almost went down to Gillingham in 2004, 2005. Um, first year in the championship, wasn't it? That'll be our lowest championship finish since then. Second year in the championship. Um, first oh, year in the championship, we, we were about mid-table. Um, oh, second year, yeah. 2004, 2005, I'm looking it up now. Where do you think we finished in that year? 18th? We actually finished 16th wasn't even that low because <laughs> um i think we drew with um gillingham wasn't even it was like three or four games left and that basically meant that we were clear and then we went on a couple of games run where we used the pfa money to, to get get up the table um oliver reese provide most anyone spoke about that season this podcast I, is the most anyone I, spoke about that season all time <laughs> i would love i would love to do some kind of like almost like oral history of that year because it started with like started with quite a lot of promise had a really good squad together sold Earnshaw um quite quickly into the season everyone realized we were fucked it had Black Friday where we were selling 12 players via helicopter when Kavanaugh went to up to um um Wigan it had us almost going bust and having to take the PFA money only to then sign Neil Ardley and Michael Balding um it had like well, else happened? Junichi Inamoto came in on loan and that brought all the Japanese fans with him, like like 200 Japanese fans at games like that season. It was insane. Um, there was one other thing I was going to mention there. Joe Ledley's goal against Sheffield United on after Black Friday. So all the players had gone. We played Sheffield United on Sunday and we won 1-0. That was probably one of the best games I've ever been to at Ninian Park just because it was like, we're all in this together. Proper class. I might be quite the summer to do. Like, look, season retrospectives. Yeah, I'm going to try and get some interviews. Like from that season, there was like Cav, Gabs. I'd love to speak to Peter Thorne. Um, try and get Shinichi Inamoto somehow onto the podcast. He wouldn't yeah, he sign my shirt. Translate. Yeah, he could translate. I had a Japanese shirt that year and he didn't sign it for me. So I don't really like him actually. Um, I've kind of clung on to that my whole life. That's a bit of a confession for me. Um, it really upset me. Um, I was 26. Oliver Reese. <laughs> I was, I was I'm not that old. Oliver Reese. Providing we stay up and we can sign players in some capacity, are, are there any players we signed from the previous summer window who you'd get out the door, then replace them if any? Be interested to see the strategy for the summer. Um, there's going to be some clear out, isn't there, Ben? Are, you, are there any players you want to get rid of? Obviously, we've got the loans going back. Philogene will go back. Keeper will probably go back. Um, there were some signings that, you know, Jack Simpson, what's the point, some might say, um, <laughs> yeah. my shirt. Um, are there any others you get rid of or, or are you quite happy with the squad? You need, we, we need the squad at the moment, right? I think up until six weeks ago, I just said get Sawyers out. But then look he's, what's he's happened. Look how quickly, yeah, how quickly that's changed. He's become a, like a really important player. Um, I don't think we're in a position to be able to get rid of, like say this player has to go, this so-and-so has to go. Like the obvious one, I think probably for a lot of people will be Shea Ojo. But like we said, like you look at that Bristol game, there's still a player in there if we can get the best out of him. It's yeah. just can when does that happen? Um, yeah, I think the only one for me would be Almwick, and just I think that's more for his good than anyone else's. I think so as well. I agree. Um, Nigel Harris says the bottom three have one win each in 2023 from 31 collective games played. Do we already have enough points to stay up? Um, seriously, can we now survive with less than one point per game in 46th um, with the bottom three so truly awful? Or do you see any of them sparking into a life for a challenge? It's a fair point. 
like I, I keep looking at our points total and thinking that we need to get as many points as we can to stay up. But the reality of the situation is that bottom three could be so bad that they might not win another game this season between them. You'd expect them to win a couple. You'd expect one or two of them to pick up a result here or there. But Wigan, for all the all the good that Wigan looked against, was it West Brom a few weeks ago where they looked like they were kicking into life? To your point, Ben, like the the administration, the threat of that, and the, the non payment can absolutely kick them in the dick over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, um, it's, it's all of a sudden it's it, and you know Lamucci says four wins, right? But could it be two wins if every other team doesn't win a game this season? It's a fucking joke of a league. It's so bad. Um, it. It's the worst I think it's ever been. And like even even the Premier League, like if you look at the Premier League's bottom half, 12th down to the bottom, there's only five points to separate them. Yeah. Like I think I think Crystal Palace from 12th on 27, then Southampton to the bottom on 22nd, I think. Um, I don't really look that high. Um, and like no one's talking about how bad the Premier League is this year. Like when we were in the Premier League, it was like, oh, it's the worst Premier League ever because Cardiff are here and all that kind of stuff. But like no one's concentrating on the fact that this is Patrick Vieira is the saviour of Crystal Palace and he's only got them five points clear of the relegation zone. It's a fucking joke. It is a fair point, especially with all the money floating about there. The standard, I think, has dropped off a cliff massively. I just think it, I just think the, the the gap is absolutely huge, right? You know, if if you look from 12th to 11th, which is Palace to Aston Villa, not exactly two teams that are a million miles apart, there's an eight-point gap there. And then Chelsea are only in 10th on 37. Um it's just the bottom half is so tight and like there's, there's no way you know it'd be hilarious if it, in the in the end it's Everton Wolves and fucking West Ham who go down in my opinion like three of the big that would be I just think I think the Premier League needs to wake up because they're all looking at the top and going oh isn't it great that Arsenal are running you know challenging Man City and Man United are having a great run of things yada 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 but the bottom half of the table doesn't seem to be a big conversation this year even though it's terrible um, I'm bitter. Um, Giggsy says it's three of the six wins that Sabri said we needed to stay up so far from another 10 games. Half of those at home. How many of them are winning? Does anyone have Dave Marshall's number? Um, would you get take Marshall, Dave Marshall back in goals, Ben? I don't think he's doing particularly well at Hibs, is he? I was going to say, how is he getting on there? I mean, I, I'd be throwing, if I played for him, I'd throw the ball in the fucking net as well if Lee Johnson was managing me. Every time he's back yeah. and I've got it in my hands, fuck off, just launch it in the goal. <laughs> I want you to back to IT recruitment, uh, Mr. Lee Johnson. Um, I'm Jordan, getting you sacked. Fucking have this. I was amazing he's still in the job. I think we said about it last time. Um, Jordan Reed said, um, with us playing position roulette over the last few weeks, what's your start in 11 if players cannot play in their own positions? NG in goals, obviously. Um, ben, pick pick yourself a midfielder and a, and a, and a striker from a, a position that isn't theirs. Uh, Kiprian midfield. I just quite yeah, like the way he's got the ball running. Like it's just mayhem. Yeah. Um, and then striker, McGuinness, big lad, good touch. Yeah. Good points. Good points. I think I'd put Sawyer's in midfield because I think he can play quite. Uh, not Sawyer's midfield. Sorry. Um, Brave of um, you, that is. <laughs> no, I I meant to put him up front because I think he'd be doing quite good at holding the ball. And I think Romeo in midfield because he's very good on the ball. And we saw early in the season with some of his crosses and attacking play. So I'd like to see that in midfield. Uh, let me just get through these. Sam Hill, Preston North End game was very dull and all round unsurprisingly. PNE clinical when it mattered, however, same old city. Sabri looks to find a new number one for me in the summer in a couple of the tackle areas. Um, uh, Carl Jones says, in response to the Joe Rolls, your your defence is on Terrified song. Um, I've not heard that song. Have you, Ben? No. I. Is that the song? I don't know. I've not, I've not, I didn't really pay attention. Um, come back to us on that one, Carl, and let us know. Um, James C. Roberts thought the lads were great against Bristol. Shaky start, but I think we deserved the win. Looking back at Preston, just felt like one of those games. Think the big question is how many points do we need to stay up? And then two to finish on, I think, is it two to finish on or one to finish on? Just one to finish on. Uh, Rodri asks, thoughts on Tan having more appearances at the Oscars than at the Cardiff City Stadium this season? Um, I don't think he was at the Oscars. the Oscars. He was... I had a little look at this and I've got the Yahoo article up here. I think he was at a watch along in Malaysia with the the actress who won like the best um best actor actress award. It was like her mother-in-law and he's in the background. Um and there's a photo of him in a lovely fetching purple shirt with what looks like a sheriff's badge on it. Um I will send you the photo Ben so you can see what I mean. Um, How high his trousers are. Um, well, I can't see them, so it makes me think they're under his shoulders. Oh, um, that's, that's low for him. It's oh, normally quite low, usually over the back of his head. Um, if you want to get involved, twitter.com 
forward slash VFT Ninian. Um, all our nonsense is there. Right, Ben, rounding off the podcast. I didn't think me and you, we've done this fucking superbly. We don't need Tom back, I think. Um, he's long and short of it. Um, I've got well, a Wikipedia. A badge. He's got a cut out sheriff's badge, hasn't he? He's been a good boy. Yeah, yeah. He's been a good boy. And he's, his mum went, there you <laughs> well go, done. You've not thrown your food. Have a gold star. Have a gold star today. Um, I'm going to give you a Wikipedia nugget, then we'll talk about West Brom. Uh, this Wikipedia nugget, um, it's a, a relatively modern player, and it comes from his early life. It comes from the section called Early Life. Um, and it goes... This player's father is Scottish and his mother is from Zimbabwe. His maternal grandfather is South African. This player was born in London and moved to Scotland when he was three years old. Who is he? So his dad's Scottish, his mum's Zimbabwe. Zimbabwean. His grandfather is South African and he was born in London. Otherwise, are you Welsh? Otherwise, he's Welsh. No, that's just a saying that um, my South African family say. Otherwise, you like if if their backgrounds are so kind of convoluted, say otherwise you Welsh. Um, he's not. He's Scottish. Um, I Craig Conway's first name in my head. I don't know why. Is that your final guess? I'll go Craig Conway. It's Big Cali Pats. Oh, really? Yeah. I I was always fascinated with that, and as soon as I knew what I had to do today. I got that one out. Yeah, because he's um he was born in London, um, and his family is like obviously Southern African. It's really interesting. That's wow. That, that's stunned me up. Yeah, there you go. I should have got that because I've looked at his Wikipedia so many times. Yeah, I thought I thought it would be one of those ones that would be quite easy. But um, hey, another another win for the Wikipedia maestro himself, Ben James. I think um, I've only got like two this season. Tom's Tom's definitely been carrying the team on that one. For I think I'm still winning them. I think oh, I'm yeah. still winning. Uh, because it's my game of course I'd win um, Ben a rare Wednesday night game this week uh, against West Bromarch Albion um, at home um, knocking on the playoff door at the moment are West Brom um, their last two games I think were against Blackpool and Huddersfield they won both games 1-0 um, so this has got 1-0 to them written all over it hasn't it yeah we've not got a good record against them at the Cardiff City Stadium either have we um, I think anything's a bonus as long as we don't see five centre-backs Played across the back line, so oh fucking hell, yeah! It was that game that caused it. They're Maybe. hard to read, aren't they, West Brom? You can't. I, yeah. Every time I think they're about to kick on and really make a push, they lose a really silly game. So you never know. We could be the really silly game they lose. Yeah, that's and that's, that's what I was thinking as well because I thought uh, obviously they Corboran came in and pushed them right at the table. Um, and then all of a sudden they've dropped down. They're kind of mid-table, knocking on. I think they're five points off the playoffs at the moment. So. They do have the opportunity to potentially get in the playoffs, but I just don't know if they've got the the upward gumption to do it. Um, on the same night, uh, Ben, Huddersfield are playing Norwich, um, obviously the David Wagner derby. Um, I don't know if Neil Warnock's ever managed Norwich, I don't think he has. Um, it's just nerve-wracking, isn't it? Because even though I know Norwich should beat Huddersfield, because it's the David Wagner derby, I'm a bit like, oh, actually, Huddersfield could get a result there. Yeah, it's the kind of it's those sort of games, isn't it? It's like um, how at uh, Bournemouth, you sort yeah. of think every everything says that should be a comfortable Newcastle win, and then it just plays that even just a point is not a good result for us there. I think like you want them losing those sort of games to really sort of dishearten the crowd and really sort of push them further into the shit, really but, make um, them upset. Yeah, it's yeah, it's not. It's a weird. It's one, weird playing on a Wednesday, isn't it? Yeah, hasn't happened. Midweek hasn't happened much this season. It doesn't feel like, like especially at home, they seem to have all been away trips. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, can't, I, I I was meant to go to West the West Brom game away, but we couldn't go because the train strikes were on, and we couldn't get. We, we'd have to leave the game before half time to get our train home. Um, it just didn't feel worth it. I, I'm a purist like that, Ben. If I can't see the whole game, I don't see the point in going. That's great. Um, but you're not you're not travelling three hours up to Birmingham just to watch half an hour of football. You're not committed. No, sorry, sorry. Call me a snob. <laughs> call me a pretty boy. I don't care. But I'm not doing it. All right. I'm not watching half an hour of crap football just to get a train home early. Um, right, Ben. Prediction. I think we're going to. I think I got the Bristol game right. I said we were going to win two 0 So um, I'm going to carry on that vein. We're going to beat West Brom two 0 What about you? I will be buzzing with a draw. I'll go one all. One all. Tom? He probably would have gone one all. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, he'd definitely uh, set, he'd sit on the fence, definitely. He'd sit on the fence. Um, and that's another episode of The View from the Ninny, or in this week's, uh, it was called Two of the Ninny Bens, because um, it was two. I, I worked on that, Ben. It was quite good, wasn't it, by the end, that pun? That was better than the first one, definitely. Yeah, yeah. fuck I think, the like, first one right up. If, if everyone listens, if everyone's listened through, that's their treat at the end, is that you find <laughs> the pun. I nailed the pun right. Um, Twitter.com forward slash the FT Ninian. You can find our podcast in all the good places. If you like what we do and want to give us some money, KOFI.com forward slash the FT Ninian. Uh, we do this for the love, not money. We also have a sponsorship, TerraceBadger.com. Thanks for sponsoring us through to the end of the season. Use the code VFTN15. That's VFTN15. Uh, 15% off on TerraceBadger.com. Um, ben, did you enjoy it just us two? I did. I'm knackered. It's hard work doing it just... Yeah, yeah. You're carrying the pod this week, Ben. Um, I'm sorry, I'm sorry about does that. More work than I think. Probably does, and I will yeah. give him some credit for that. So, um, buck your ideas up for next time, Ben. Uh, I want to see more of the same. All right. I'll I'll do my best. Thank you very much. That's all we can ask. And now, to one who listened, thanks very much, and sorry for leaving you hanging for the last couple of weeks. They may not be that smart and they may not be that pretty But they like to talk about Cardiff City It's the view from the ninny and with views from the ninny And not shoes from the ninny and the view from the ninny and...